John the Viking Mauser with the Get Strong or Die podcast. Uh, here we are with episode six. Today, our uh, esteemed guest is none other than Hannah the Destroyer. Um, how are you doing today, Hannah? I'm doing awesome. Thanks. <clears throat> uh, so let's kick this off with just some uh, basic questions. I think um, some of the uh, some of our audience will want to get to know Hannah the Destroyer, and um, and uh, you know see, see what she's like. <clears throat> so um, tell us uh, what are you uh, what are you training for these days? Okay, so I'm primarily am training for strongman. Although I will randomly every now and then do a powerlifting meet um, just for fun or to see where my numbers are at. I haven't done one of those in over a year, though, um, but I'm looking to do one maybe at the end of this year. <clears throat> I'm currently training for America's Strongest Viking in um, Fairmont, I believe, this year in September. And then after that, I plan to go to nationals and compete and then also compete in the Arnold next year. I might do something in between. I haven't decided yet. Something comes up, but yeah, that's my tentative plan for now. Cool. And uh, what other um, strength-related goals do you have right now, other than you know just winning competitions? Do you have anything that you're uh, looking forward to doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to setting the block press record for my weight class in September, and I'm also looking to get the deadlift national record as well in my weight class in September at America's Strongest Viking. <clears throat> All right, great. So that's two. Um, that's two big um, records, and uh, you currently hold um, some state records already, right? Yeah, I do. I hold the. Ooh, now that you mention that, I'd, I don't know exactly, but I am. I hold the stone to shoulder for sure. I also hold the squat record, I believe, as well. Um, and there's a couple of power. Li- I I do hold the powerlifting records for USPA. Um, in the 132 class, <clears throat> but that was a few years ago, so that might have changed by now. Cool. So you've set a decent number of um, records in just a short amount of time. Uh, how long have you been um, competing? I've been competing for about three to four years now. I've uh, been lifting for almost eight or nine, but um, decided that I wanted to compete just a few years ago. I never looked back. <laughs> So you've been with um, Mauser Strength for about four years now then? Yep, about four okay. years, yeah. And um, your first competition, if I remember correctly, was uh, Power for a Purpose. Yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, my very first one. It was the uh, it was unsanctioned. It was the unsanctioned powerlifting meet. And um, I went in there and set <clears throat> uh, some big PR or some PRs for myself at the time, which looking back on it seems, seems silly to me now, but... Um, yeah, that was it was a big deal. I know that I refused to do bench at that time because I didn't believe in bench press. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe, if I remember correctly, so you went into power for a purpose that year, and um, on the deadlift, uh, we hadn't decided if you were going to be a sumo deadlifter or a conventional deadlifter. We had played around with both in the gym, and then you hit your opener conventional. I believe. Yeah, I did. And then you uh, missed your second second attempt attempt at conventional, and then you destroyed it with a sumo deadlift. And I think that was uh, 205. Yeah, that was 205. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I got the 205. And then from then on, I I went to sumo 
deadlift for a few years after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just recently got back into conventional. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think you're pretty uh, pretty versatile at this point. I think um, I think there's enough evidence to say that you could probably do about the same amount of weight with either lift. You know. Yeah, definitely. There's not um, a doubt in my mind that I'm better at one than the other. I mean, I know some people are, but to me, um, I could do both and do great numbers with both. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me at this point. I'll do I'll do either. Just throw it at me. I got it. <laughs> All right. So, um <clears throat> how is uh training with the uh, the Mauser block going? Um you said you wanted to set that record at uh Strongest Viking. <clears throat> so, how's that uh going so far? Oh, man, the Mauser block. Ugh. It's like a love-hate relationship with that thing. I um some days I love it and some days I hate it. But so far it's going really well. I actually have already outpressed the the record for my class by I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember what the uh, record is exactly, but I, think I know it's that one you went of over six it. or something. Yeah, you've pressed well over that. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I think that's gonna be a strong event going into strongest Viking and then the, the deadlift will be another strong uh Strong event, and then um, you're usually pretty good on the moving events, so I think that'll go pretty well um, for you there. Right, yeah. The moving events, I'm not even worried about at all. I know I'll definitely do well at those. I just have huge goals for myself for the press and the deadlift. Those are the two things that I um, I want to really exceed in, so I definitely will exceed in both, so I'm not worried about it. But <clears throat> So... Um, one of the things, uh, I don't know that a lot of people know this um, or not, because uh, a lot of this isn't done at the gym uh, per se, but um, you do a lot of extra work um, leading up to the bigger competitions. Like, uh, Can you tell us a little bit about like some of the extra stuff you do? Like, I know that you do... Uh, you know, there were sprints. There was a video you released at one point, like training for the uh, Arnold, and you were doing hill sprints and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Leading up to my competitions, a, a few months out, or yeah, about a few months out, I start to get really serious, and I pretty much make my whole life revolve around my training. I do that anyways, but it just gets more. It just gets more serious at that point, and I start going into <laughs> basically two a days. So I'll, um, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll get myself situated, and then I'll go and uh, work out in the garage and do um, different, different lighter sets of stuff, so m much more body weight exercises. Um, and then I'll go in later, the gym, and do my core exercises, so like my bench, my, uh, my block press, you know, all that other stuff. <clears throat> and then um, two days a week, I'll do sprints. Um, to help with those moving events and with my deadlifts and stuff like that and to keep things nice and oiled and well grooved. And cool. And um and you also do some uh steel bending and stuff on the side as well, right? Oh, I mean, that, no yeah. normally that doesn't show up in uh well it doesn't show up in any of the competitions that you mentioned, uh, Strongest Viking or the Arnold or any of those. Um so that's kind of extra as well, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so still bending is definitely extra. It's just something that I uh, I got into a few years ago, uh, thanks to you. <laughs> um, and I, well, actually, how that happened was uh, John bent a nail for me or bent a bolt for me at the gym, and I didn't think that he could do it. And then ever since then, I was obsessed with it and wanted to do it myself. 
And uh, so I started bending nails at my at the at my job, like these little nails, and I started practicing from there. And from there, it blew up, and I haven't have never looked back. So now I'm a full on nail bolt bender, and I incorporate that into my lifts twice a week. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram or you look at my stories, you'll see different stuff about my my nail bending, my horseshoe bending, and all that stuff. <clears throat> um, let's go back a little bit. So you didn't think I could bend the bolt? No, I didn't. I, I, that's why. That's the whole point. I actually still have that bolt, too. It's funny. Because um, I remember just being like, yeah, right, this thing is too... There's no way he's going to be able to bend this. It was, it was a long bolt. And, you know, it was pretty thick thick around. So I was like, there's no way. And, yeah, you bent it like a butter. And I was like, man, I got to be able to do this. This is something I got to do. Because I am... Oh, I'm super challenge-oriented. So if you put a challenge in front of me, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so... Well, there you go. Never bet against John the Viking. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so you're doing um, some some body weight stuff. Uh, that's like an extra little workout, really. So that's like some uh, assistance work or auxiliary work, however, whatever you want to call it. Right. And um, and then the sprints and stuff and some steel bending and all that's in addition to the uh, regular workouts. Right. And um, you're doing what uh, four days a week right now with the regular like the the main workouts? Yeah, four days a week right now. Um, that's what I'm on right now. I haven't started my two-a-days yet. I will uh, start doing that soon, um, but I'm just focusing on a, on a few other things before I really hone in my focus and get ready to compete here in a few months. Cool. So um, how long, if you're, doing, if you're doing four days a week, um, about how long are your workouts? Like how long are you in the gym? So I try to, I try to, uh, well, well, I, I do this. So when I go to the gym, I get really focused and I, uh, I try to get it done within an hour, an hour and a half. And I'm usually pretty good about that, which means that I have to really stay focused and really time my, my breaks or, you know, not talk to people, uh, not make it a social thing. I really have to stay focused and get it done. So it takes me about an hour and a half now on days where, Things get out of control. It could take two, two and a half, but most of the time, the average is about an hour, an hour and a half. Okay, and um, is that including the warm up, or is that just the work? That includes my warm up. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're in and out in sixty minutes. Yeah. And um, and you're not just doing one movement. I mean, you these are full. No, um, I have about four, three to four lifts every time. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, something you didn't mention that's extra. So you are doing. Um, you teach a class beyond yoga, but you don't just teach the class. Um, you know, it's like an actual yoga class. So you're doing the practice with the uh, the participants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an extra thing. It uh, beyond yoga focuses a lot on uh, mobility and uh, you know getting different stretches and making sure that you're you can move your body well. And so I like to teach that with my class so that I also get the benefit and we're all working together and we're all making each other better. Cool. Um, so do you think that uh, Beyond Yoga um, helps out with uh, your training and preparation for competition or even your performance? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think so. I am. Um, I have become way more flexible because of Beyond Yoga, and I think it's helped me prevent a lot of injuries that um, I see, you know, a lot of other people getting or, or the fact that people are so tight and sore after their workouts and um, I don't I don't generally get sore I'll get sore after some 
some heavy, heavy days, but usually I don't, I don't really get sore. And I, I think a lot of that has to deal with the fact that I do a lot of stretching. I stretch really, you know, do that class twice a week. So I'm, I'm stretching serious for, tw for twice a week. And then some, and then I also always stretch after my workouts as well and do mobility work after my workouts. So you're stretching in addition to the class. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, and I've noticed, um, so I do the class as well. I, uh, I usually teach the first half of the class and then Hannah takes the um, other half. And um, I've noticed since, you know, I've always been pretty flexible and I've always worked on that um, on the side. Um, and years and years and years ago, I used to, um, you know, spend like an hour, uh, a few days a week stretching. And then I kind of got out of it and I just did enough to maintain. But since we started doing the class um, definitely every all my uh, flexibility and stuff has improved. Things feel better. You can actually lift better. You, once you can move effectively, um, things get a lot easier. I mean, um, I think it's really helped my squat out a lot and a lot of other things. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out and make note of was I've noticed the biggest difference with like moss wrestling. Um, I don't feel like I'm at any risk uh, or at least above above normal level risk of injury when I'm on the moss board because I know that um, I can move and when I'm pulled into certain positions I know that I have um, enough movement and enough mobility that I, I'm not nothing is compromised in those positions so I think it is a really big benefit um, to do these sorts of uh, things you know maybe maybe not come to that exact class but definitely taking some time. Um, in the week or after your workouts or whatever, or even on its own day to make sure that um, you're working on moving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> just think about it. It's even just helped your split. Uh, so John's, you've always been able to do a split, right? But um, yeah, the for the most split, part, yeah. yeah, the side split, but his front split is, is incredible. It's actually, it's, it's better than mine for one. And um, he is, Topping my sister, who is an actual, who is a, a certified hot, uh, hot vinyasa yoga teacher, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that's just pretty awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, something that that eludes a lot of the people in the strength training community is. Um, so I'm a big believer that everything's a system. Like I think that um, your mind and your muscles and your nervous system and all that stuff is is very interwoven and connected. And I think it's very important that you not only be strong, but that you be able to move and that you also be fast and you also be smart. And all these things go um, as one unit. And uh, it's all self-improvement. And they all help each other. You know, it's just like you get people that say um, strength doesn't matter um, in certain sports. Well, it does. And then the, the strength community likes to, you know, forego mobility and flexibility or whatever. Right. Well, that's the same mistake that these sports are making. If you get, um, you know, some of the, the sports that are anti-strength training are like martial arts and cycling and running, and, and they're very stubborn about it. And they say, well, you know, you shouldn't uh, squat heavy or whatever. You don't need that for those sports. We know that's not true. Well, the strength community is pretty, uh, you know, guilty of doing the same thing with mobility. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are strong, but they can't move. And I think also that um, you see that those same people um, are either frequently injured um, or they're losing events because they can't move um, or, or a whole slew of other problems occur because of their inability to move. They, they'll dodge certain events, uh, you know, certain competitions because the events don't cater to them or whatever. But when you can move, you can literally 
um, there's nothing holding you back. You can you can get out there and do whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never not done a competition because of the events. I don't. I've never looked at a competition and been like, well, I'm not going to do that because of the events. Um, because to to me, I don't know. I've never had to worry about being not fast enough or mobile enough or something like that because there's definitely that big misconception that people who lift or people that um people well people just that lift weights are are going to be stiff and then some of the people who lift bring that misconception with them and so they constantly tell you that they they're like oh I'm so stiff I can't even you know I can barely bend past my knees and to me that's just crazy I think that when you get stronger um, you should definitely be working on your mobility. There's so many benefits to it. I have, I, I can do a split now and it's, be, and it's all because of the beyond yoga and the mobility stuff and, and just getting stronger as well. Yeah. Like I said, I think I agree. I think it makes a big difference. And, um, I actually think it helps out with your recovery because, um, you know, if you're actually taking it serious and you're stretching, um, your heart rate will elevate. So you're getting you're getting blood flow. It's like a it's like an active recovery type um, situation uh, because your blood flow is increasing, and then um, that warmth also helps with um, the stretching as well. So I think it really helps, like you said, keep you know prevent soreness from creeping in, and it helps you just recover faster in general, which is very important. Um, a lot of these people will you know they'll come in and they'll max out on their uh, deadlift and then won't stretch and go home and then they wonder why they can't bend they over can't, and tie yeah. their shoes they for three days you know and uh <clears throat> that's a big a big reason why and um you know I've, I've noticed it myself i recover uh a lot faster especially in the legs and hips and stuff it makes a big difference yeah me too i know that when i've had some like some my uh heavier deadlift days I usually would used to get really, really sore, and now um, the soreness is not half as bad. And if you know, there is a little soreness, but it's not anything bad. And all I have to do is go stretch or something, and the next day it's gone. It's not a big deal. Like it doesn't cripple me, and it's not something I really notice. It's just like a little annoyance or something, and I get over it quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of yoga, let's change gears just just slightly here. Um, you just had a uh, workshop called. Um, the badass workshop or a badass workshop? Uh, one badass workshop. One badass workshop. Yeah. And um, that was a women's only workshop. And um, you did some yoga and stuff there. But um, why don't you, uh, if you don't mind, why don't you tell us uh, what that was about and why you um, wanted to do that, why you started it? Yeah, yeah, of course. So <clears throat> the one badass workshop um, was at CrossFit Morgantown, and it was for women only, and I did it with my sister, who is um, a mountain, an avid mountain biking um, athlete, but also a coach in Sedona, Arizona, and she also teaches uh, yoga. She teaches hot yoga. I believe it's called vinyasa yoga. Okay. Um, so she does that. So I did that with her, and uh, we did it because we want women to understand how how lifting and how strength and how yoga and, and co- incorporating these two things can help you uh, become more confident and um, in how getting stronger helps with your confidence and how um, getting stronger is will help with your mobility like we just talked about and and all that stuff and we we went and we did so we did some yoga um, and then after that we, we broke up we did some small group stuff and talked about 
you know, some, some uncomfortable stuff. Um, and, but then we worked on it and I, I really challenged these women because two of them I had never worked with before and we went and we did some strength training and they had never had a barbell on their back. They'd never touched a kettlebell. They kind of used dumbbells, but they didn't really know what to use them for. So we really, we really, uh, dug deep there and I taught them how to use a barbell, you know, what they could do in the gym, different sets and reps, things like that. And, um, and so at the end of it, they had all these questions and they really wanted to start to start doing this because they knew that if they did it, if they do it, it'll help their confidence and they'll feel better because a lot of them came in here, came into my uh, seminar thinking like, wow, like I'm just not where I want to be. I want to lose all this weight and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, so we went over that and we also went over nutrition, which is big with women. I mean, it's big and it's big in the uh, fitness industry regardless anyway, but so we went over nutrition and things to eat and um, like different, your macronutrients or micronutrients, the differences that you need there <clears throat> to really to really help them get a well-rounded idea of what they can do in their lives, you know, fitness related and beyond how lifting can help them in their, in just not only in their gym life and make them stronger and more fit and whatever, but also in their, their daily life as well. Yeah, it sounds like this is pretty all in uh, encompassing as far as um, you know health and fitness and, and confidence and stuff goes. Now, <clears throat> I know uh, you did a uh, we did a seminar um, down in the uh, southern part of the state at um, Braxton County at, uh, High School. Braxton County High yeah. School, and one of the big things that we talked about there, you know, we taught some of the um, some strength movements and stuff down there. We taught them how to. Uh, um, how to improve their deadlift and showed them how to do high pulls and bent presses and a couple other things. But, um, one of the big things that you did was talked about the mental aspect of, um, you know, training and sports and getting better at that sort of thing. Um, did you go over that at the, the workshop as well? I did. I went over it. I went over it a little bit. I didn't go into a lot of detail because, um, at the Braxton County high school, all of the kids there were all athletes and here they weren't so much athletes, um, because I talked about the mental, the mental game as an athlete. Um, right. here most in this seminar, I talked about it a little bit though, because mindset is such a big thing and what you tell yourself is what you believe and that is how you perceive the world. So, um, I talked about different, different, um, ways to reinforce better habits, better ways of thinking into your daily life so that your daily life can become better as well. Because um, a lot of women that I talk to, you know, it's just it's just a thing. And sometimes I still do it myself. And, and well, men do it as well. But it's just you're just self-sabotaging because you talk to yourself all day long and you have to go back and reprogram your subconscious mind to tell yourself better things. Um, and once you start to do that, your quality of life gets better. <clears throat> Yeah, and there are tons of um, resources on this, and it's actually, I think it's kind of made, uh, it was a big thing at one point in the past, and then it kind of died off, and I think this sort of stuff's really having a big uh, resurgence, and um, obviously anytime that happens, there's bad information, but there's also a lot of good information that's coming out right now um, with how to, uh, like you said, reprogram your mind, how to program your mindset, uh, build good habits, all those sorts of things, even even tons of information on just building confidence, and uh, I think I think um, that's another part of the self improvement game, where you know if you're going to spend the time to lift weights and you're going to spend the time to uh, 
become flexible and fast and, and, you know, uh, smart or whatever. I think that's a big, a big thing too. um, getting your, your mental game straight. Yeah, definitely. I, I, they definitely go hand in hand. I mean, if you're going to put all this effort and all this work into, um, into becoming this athlete or, or getting, or, you know, setting goals for yourself and winning these competitions, to me, it, it just makes sense to work on your mental aspect. Cause if you're constantly putting yourself down and you're constantly comparing yourself to, to other people or other competitors, you're not going to get better. That's not going to give you the, um, the so-called competitive edge. I think, I think the mental aspect of the game is where people really succeed and was where they really they can really get over um, their their competition and have a step up or a leg up or or just have one more inch and that is what is that to me is what what makes all the difference. It's definitely what has made the difference in my training within the past year. So, what kind of stuff do you do to help with um, your mental game? Um, are you um, you know, are you doing any kind of uh, auto-suggestion, hypnosis, meditation, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So I have, um, so I've done a lot of stuff within the past year, uh, researching this myself and, and working on different things. Um, I, uh, man, I've done done a lot. So recently, just recently, I, um, I got a, a mentor and a, a coach to help me uh, to do these things and to really get my mental mental game on point. And what I've been doing is I've been doing what's called an awe meditation, and I do that every morning. And then after that, I do I do this morning ritual that I go through, and uh, it's this whole, it's like a, it's this whole video, but it's like an audio. Well, it's not a video. It's an audio that I go through. And it's a different visual. You go through different visualizations in your head as um, this person talks to you about it, and you feel all these different emotions. Um, because the the way to manifest things or the way to get things to go your way um, is to think about it, but not just think about it. You have to have the emotions behind it. And I didn't realize that until recently. And it has um, really changed my game because it's it's tough to do that. It's tough to put uh, the emotions with what you want, and uh, so that's what I've been doing recently. And um, I, I listen to different. I do different meditations throughout the week on the different days for different things. But that's what I've been working on. Lots of meditation. I've been meditating for quite a few months now, but uh, this getting really serious with it the past couple of like the past two months for sure sounds sounds pretty intense um it seems like you got uh, a lot you go above and beyond with all this stuff so the physical training um you know you're going above and beyond with and then the mental stuff and um you taught you touched on um diet just a few minutes ago let's talk about that um what what are you what are you doing there now okay so right now um technically i guess you could call it my off season or whatever um, to me, I don't know that there's really an off season, but I, uh, I haven't been, been doing too much with my diet. I just try, I've just been eating well, basically I've been eating so that I get enough, that I know that I'm getting enough calories and that I know I feel good. So I just like listen to my body because I know I can, I know what I need and what I don't need just based on how I feel. So I do that. But when it, when competition, when I get closer to competitions, I get really serious and I start really, um, honing down on my diet so usually I'm pretty I'm pretty good on weight classes if I'm competing in strongman corporation I sit at around 140 and you have to be uh, less than 
you can be 140.4, you can't go over that. So I usually hit the mark, um, you know, a little less or whatever. Uh, so mostly what I do is I'll count my macronutrients and with that I'll keep it as many whole foods as I can so that I get in nice micronutrients. And then I've also been, I like to try different diets and different fads, you know, just to like try them out so I can tell people like my opinion on them and stuff. So I've done a little bit of the vertical diet. I think when I start uh, training or start um, within the next month or two, I'll try the vertical diet to see how that goes because a lot of people have had um, success, some success lots of success with that and I really love Stan Efforting. I love I love his philosophy on stuff so I trust him. <laughs> cool. Um, well t uh, tell us uh, a little bit about Stan Efforting. What do you like about um, Stan? You know he's uh, the uh, build as the world's strongest bodybuilder. He's done a lot of um, things, accomplished a lot. Uh, quite the businessman. He's he does a lot of stuff. What, do, what, it's, uh, what draws you in uh, to him? I think it's the fact that he is um, he's an he's an entrepreneur and I love that and he also does uh, a lot of fitness related stuff you know and um, and I love that he's he's like a no bullshit kind of guy uh, and I, I I really enjoy listening to his rhinos rants rhinos rants where he goes and he um, he doesn't sugarcoat anything and I appreciate that because I as a as a female and being in like the fitness industry, I, I see a lot of these women sugarcoating stuff all the time and like, just be yourself and and whatever. And I, I when I listen to Ryan, the Rhino, um, he doesn't sugarcoat it, and I appreciate that. So I think that's why I uh, gravitate towards him. Cool. Um, so <clears throat> that's that's uh, you know I like I like him as well. Uh, I've listened to most of his Rhino rants. I actually have the cooler. Yeah, um, the cool. Take a moment to plug that. Uh, it's great. I I um, just started. Uh, well, I when I bought it, I um, started only using it at competitions. Um, but now I bring it to the gym with me um, almost for every uh, workout. Now that it's um, really hot, uh, sweating a lot more, <clears throat> need the fluids, so um, I bring that with me now. Uh, not that I'm one of these people that thinks you need to drink a gallon of water every day or whatever, but when you're fat and it's hot, you need some water. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. <clears throat> yeah, normally I just take it to competition, but I've been taking it to the gym, and I'll probably continue to do that throughout the summer. It's a great product. Check it out if you haven't. Definitely worth the money. Um, so you said you like to check out the diets so that you can tell other people about it and things like that. So um, are you are you training people now? Yeah, yeah, I'm training people now. Um, so, uh, what are some of the details on that? Like, what are what are you? Uh, is is a one on one training? What are, what are you doing? So it just depends. I do both. I uh, I do part. I do like a part time uh, personal training, and then I also have online clients as well. And how that works is I just I send them a program every week, and um, they send me videos or questions, and I'll answer them, and I'll give them extra stuff if they. You know, if they're having a particular problem, I had a, a client recently hurt her back, so I've been helping her rehab that. Um, so I give her some extra stuff there. I uh, will send videos if they need it, any information like that, to try to make it as personal and help them as much as I possibly can on the online side. And then the other side is just personal training, so that's uh, that can get real in depth, and uh, you know, so that you know, you work with me one on one. Um, obviously you'll know what's up and I can 
help you with anything because I'll be there. Cool. And um, if I'm not mistaken, um, you uh, were working on an online course. Can you yes. Tell us yes, about. Yes, I can tell only tell that. you. I can only tell you limited details on that because it's still uh, it's still in the works, and I don't want to give too much out right now. But yeah, it's it's an online. It'll be an online program, uh, specifically designed for women, specifically designed for beginners who want to get stronger, who ha- uh, who want to gain more confidence through strength training, who are ready to take their workouts to the next level, who want um, serious results and who are tired of, oh my gosh, the bullshit um, workouts that you see in magazines and tired of these fitness classes that aren't working and like, I'll just, I just want something different and want something that, that works. That is a program that works. That is, that is what I'm doing. But there's a lot more that goes into that, but that's all I'm saying for now. Oh, sounds, sounds cool. We'll definitely keep um, the audience up to date with, <clears throat> with that as it comes out. Um, and uh, that'll be released under uh, your company, Power Through Movement. Yes, yeah, yeah. My company is called Power Through Movement. Uh, very cool stuff. <clears throat> so it sounds like you got a lot going on. Um, you got uh, your training for these competitions, um, trying to uh, qualify for the Arnold and win the Arnold. Um, getting your mental game. You're you're meditating. You're doing two workouts a day. Diet is on point. <clears throat> and um, and you're doing the sprints on top of that, and you have your own business, and you're training these people. It sounds like you have a lot, um, a lot going on. Is that uh, hard to, um, is that hard to juggle all those things? Yeah, it is. It's it's tough. Like it's not. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I have like this joy ride all the time because I don't. But um, it's tough, but it's it's super rewarding to me, and it's worth it. And uh, where I feel like I'm lacking in something, I'll fix it so that so that my training doesn't suffer or so that my business isn't suffering. I'll have to work around those two and make sure that they coincide with each other. Cool. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up, um, we're going to change gears here. Um, you've done a bunch of different, uh, well, not a bunch, but a, a handful of different athletic endeavors. So you started off um, in soccer and yes. uh, did pretty well in that. Yeah, yeah. So I... Uh, I did soccer in high school, and I did one year of track. <laughs> Turns out that wasn't for me, <laughs> um, mostly because it was just boring. But, uh, yeah, so I did three years of soccer in high school. Um, I think our our soccer team went to states twice. We never won, but we made it to sectionals and regionals almost every year, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then from soccer... Um... That's basically when you went into powerlifting? Yeah, so I started strength training in high school. So technically, I, I guess I've been lifting since uh, since I was 16. Um, that's where it all started for me as far as strength training goes. And then from there, um, I had some back issues uh, from soccer. Uh, so when I got to college, I just didn't know what to do. And then fate will have it, whatever, I met you and we fixed it. And then from there, I got into powerlifting. And then um, strong woman from there, and then um, uh, old time uh, strong strong yeah. woman strong man, um, and then you also got into some uh, martial arts. So you're training kickboxing and um, progressive fighting systems and uh, firearms, I believe, right? Yes, yeah. So I've done uh, firearms training. I have done um, 
JKD, Jikendo. I've done, I do a little bit of kickboxing. I did that for a few months. I had, didn't keep up with it uh, because I was training for the Arnold. And uh, at some point, sometimes you just have to figure out which one's important, most important to you. Um, but I do plan on getting back into that because I did want to do a fight at one point. But yeah, and then the old time, old time strongman stuff. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of people, um, when they start doing a uh, strongman or powerlifting or whatever, um, they'll, they're afraid to do other sports or things on the side. I think they think they're going to get hurt or whatever. Um, have you ever really, uh, has that ever bothered you at all? No, 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 not at all. I, uh, I, man, I just want to be the best possible athlete and I think doing that for me is trying all these different things and figuring out what works for me what doesn't work for me have getting an injury or something like that has never stopped me from doing the things that interest me or something that I want to do um maybe that goes along with my mental game I don't know but I just I've never worried about it because I know that I'm I'm strong enough to withstand it as (laughs) as cliche as that might be like I I just I've never had a problem with it yeah, so speaking of um, your extracurricular activities and um, injuries, one of the big, uh, I guess, hot topics online with the uh, internet strongman is um, the steel bending and how dangerous that is. Um, <clears throat> of course, everybody knows my stance on that. Um, do you think that uh, you know bending nails or whatever is, is uh, any more dangerous than anything else? No, not at all. <laughs> I think that's crazy that people think that. Um, I mean, like, are they kidding me? Like, how awesome is it to bend a nail? I mean, the only thing, it, it, I mean, it improves your grip strength. You feel like a badass. I've never had, I don't, I don't think that I've ever had an injury from bending nails or bending steel or anything like that. Like, I might get a few bruises, but you always get bruises from uh, Atlas Stones or Farmer's Carry or something, so... To me, it's it's never done anything. If anything, it's definitely added on to uh, to making me a better athlete because I know. I mean, come on. If you know if you can bend a nail or you can bend um, bend a, a bolt or you can do rolling thunder pull ups or whatever, uh, that that heavy farmer's carry has got nothing on you. Like it's definitely if you fail at it, it's definitely not going to be because of your grip. Yeah, that's a good point. I think. Um... I've always said that steel, uh, the steel bending stuff teaches, um, multiple things that, and things that, um, other more conventional methods don't teach. Um, one is the, is the grip strength, but, um, another one is it builds an uncanny type of confidence and a confidence you won't get from other lifts. And it also teaches people how to grind. Um, and, and grinding isn't always a good thing, you know, um, it's it's obviously it's better to pull a clean rep or whatever but in certain events grinding is highly uh is a very highly desirable trait moss wrestling pull push those sorts of things it's going to teach you how to grind those out um, or or a hercules hold or something along those lines or a max carry like for distance you, you know no time limit just take it as far as you can go um, i think steel bending is a great way to teach how to grind without beating you up too much. Um, you know, if, if you want to grab a, a Husafel stone every day and carry it as far as you can carry it, I think you're going to get wrecked <laughs> pretty means. bad. But you could bend a few days a week and it not um, be detrimental to, to your body. Um, 
and, and, you know, uh, keep you from recovering or anything. And, and it'll teach you a lot and it teaches you a lot about yourself. Um, I, th- I think personally. Oh yeah. I, the, the mental game with steel bending is, um, is probably what I have struggled with the most as far as, uh, being an athlete and being able to do those things because, when you get a tough nail or you get a tough bolt or you get rebar or whatever you're whatever still you're bending or scrolling or whatever um there there comes this point when you have to decide am i going to get this or am i not and gosh i don't know it's so hard to explain but it's like you're cranking down on this nail and there's like this split second and it's either you're going to crank on it and you're going to get it or you're going to give up in that split second and um and man, I've been on both ends of that. Uh, actually, today, for example, I pushed past it. It was awesome. I actually got two little tiny PRs um, from bending, and it was because I pushed past that point where it got really uncomfortable, and I had to grind a little bit and like really, really push myself. And I was able to to get through that and get some new PRs, which was pretty badass because I had been struggling with that for a few weeks. <clears throat> Yeah, that sounds good. I'm and I'm glad uh, we got to get a different perspective on that because I know, like I said, there's a lot of people online that are just running their mouths and complaining about the steel bending and whatever. Um, <clears throat> but um, let's um, change gears once again here slightly. And um, uh, is there anything that you uh, want to tell the people out there? Any message that you'd like to uh, to relay? Yeah. Um, man, wow, that's a loaded question. There's so many things that I could say. <laughs> um, what's the, what's one tip, a, a, a hand of the destroyer tip, tip of the week, tip of the week. All right. Um, <clears throat> man, hmm. I don't want to be super, super cliche, but it would be to, to not be, you know, okay. So there's this thing where people always tell you that you need to be humble. But I think the the really successful people like uh, like Muhammad Ali, <clears throat> they weren't necessarily what people would call humble, but they were super super successful. Um, and I think that how they did that and people called them, they're like, oh, he's not humble, he's not humble. But it was just his confidence. And I think that at the end of the day, if you're gonna work on on strength training or whatever, you need to work on your mental aspect and getting more confident and telling yourself that you're a badass and you can do this and um, you can do anything you set your mind to as cliche as that may be. It has seriously worked for me and I, uh, I'm huge on the mental game. It's definitely changed my whole, like I've, ch- I've changed so much as an athlete within just the past four months, uh, from changing my mental game. And that was be, that would be what it is. It's like, you don't have to, I don't know. You don't have to be this humble person. Um, just be confident in yourself. And, uh, yeah, and you'll be successful. Cool. Um, well, I think we're going to wrap up this, um, episode of the podcast. I want to thank, um, Hannah, the destroyer for, uh, being involved here and being my guest this week. We'll definitely be having her back on later on to discuss more. And, um, especially after, uh, America's strongest Viking and the Arnold and all that. Um, I want to take a moment and uh, plug a few things here. Power through movement. Um, if you're a woman and you're interested, uh, or or a man, and you're interested in training um, with Hand of the Destroyer, you can contact her on Facebook or Instagram, um, or contact myself uh, through Facebook or Instagram or at MauserPower.com. 
Um, also, um, we talked about the old time strongman. Um, don't forget that uh, John the Viking and Hannah the Destroyer and Paul Mauser um, do a phenomenal, if I do say so myself, <laughs> yes, yes. old-time strongman show. Um, this is not a competition show. This is uh, in the traditional circus-type style um, you know, strongman act where we'll be doing uh, crazy uh, stunts and feats of strength, um, you know, bending horseshoes and slamming nails through boards and um, tearing up phone books and, and you know, uh, human cannonball type maneuvers. Um, if you're interested, it's a good time. <clears throat> yeah, it's a very good time. The crowd, anytime we've done it, the crowds loved it. Um, if you're interested in booking us for something, you know, uh, is something as small as a, a birthday party or all the way up to um, a large festival or fair. Um, we are definitely available for those things. Just contact us for pricing and details, and we'll get back to you immediately. Um, once again, this is uh, John the Viking Mauser and Hannah the Destroyer. Uh, get, get Strong or Die podcast, and we'll catch you next time.